ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you on this Tuesday, January 23rd. Jamie, it's all day. January 23rd, all day, in case you were wondering, checking your calendar. Uh, we Breaking are, news to start the podcast. Yes, we're going to discuss Raw 25 here in a second, but some serious news to really to kick off the show. Breaking news, literally seconds before we went off the air. Uh, the WWE has come to the terms of release for Enzo Amore, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this for anybody. I'm sure if you are listening to this podcast, you know of the allegations that have been thrown towards Enzo Amore that have been alleged against him. And the WWE suspended him. That was the story we heard yesterday, that he had been suspended indefinitely by the WWE. I saw Pro Wrestling Sheet report that, and that now today it has been taken a step further, and he has been released. And the the event in question is being investigated here in Arizona. The Phoenix PD confirmed to both the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer, and a bunch of other uh, outlets that they are in the process of investigating an incident that happened back in October here in Arizona. I think it was the 18th or the 19th is the date in question. And the person that uh, levied these accusations, uh, she put out a tweet, I think? Yes. I think that was where I originally saw it. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, it was remember. a tweet with screenshots of like a notepad where there was a fairly lengthy statement on her end. Right. And and she finally, you know, had uh, released to the public that, hey, this, you know, this is what I'm saying happened and, and away we went. And then WWE suspended Enzo and then ultimately today uh, came to terms to his release. And, and, Hey, look, there's no messing around with this kind of stuff. I mean, this is a, a zero tolerance issue anywhere. Yeah, I mean, this is you know we we talk about a lot of things on the show. We spent a lot of time last week talking about the purchase, the potential purchase of steroids or things against drug policy. This is uh, nobody. If those things were to happen, would say Roman Reigns. Yes, he's not going to jail because he bought supplements that were against WWE's. Wellness policy. Nor do I think they are going to release Roman Reigns for something like that. But this is something that goes, I mean, it goes without saying, is obviously so far on the other side that yes. you, you can't have any tolerance for it. So to me, the question is, is again, this is going to play out in court at some point. Yeah. I, I feel the legal whether, process is going to play itself whether out. criminally, civilly, or both, this is going to right. play out in court and still under investigation. So to me, I have two thoughts on this. One, uh, I am not surprised they decided to release Enzo Amore if all of the other parts of what we've heard about his personality backstage with how people feel about him are true. Then they might have been looking for a reason to get rid of him anyway. And when you're dealing with an issue this serious, I mean this is a – you go to jail for a very long time if true – serious issue. Right. Take out all that other stuff, all the other rumors of him not being alive. Yes. This on its own, you're gone. Yes, you're, you're out of you're, you're out of, not a free, yes. you're not a free man anymore no. if you get if this is proven to be right. accurate. You're going to jail, you know what? You nothing everything goes away. So, I have I am not surprised that they have a zero tolerance policy for this in general, but particularly for this individual. The second part I'm thinking about is now we get to the point of what did WWE know and when did they know it? 
And because this is an investigation that's been going on for some time. So, and we just learned about it via the, that tweet that came out. What was it? Yesterday. Yeah. It was, it was either yesterday or Sunday. It was yeah, recently. It, it was in the Sunday. last two days. Yeah. And we just learned yesterday that Phoenix PD confirmed that there was an investigation ongoing. That was the first we'd heard about. Look, and I don't, and I, I, I don't want this to come off as as mean or, or or come off as insensitive. Anybody can put something out on Twitter and claim anything, right? I can put something on Twitter and claim that I am the owner of WWE. That doesn't make it true, okay? It's one thing to put something on Twitter. It's another thing for a police department to confirm, yes, we're investigating an incident that happened this date and, and have all these specifics. That takes it to another level. That gives credence to what was tweeted, and that makes this a, a something that needs to be taken seriously. So, yes, to your point, Jamie, when did WWE know? Did they know October 18th or 19th when the investigation started, when the event occurred and, and an investigation was launched? Or are they just learning now from, from Phoenix PD, from the tweet, that this happened and there's an investigation ongoing? That is another important factor in this. And, and here's the thing, the way I look at this. There, there is plausibility that WWE learned about at the same time the rest of us did. I, I think sometimes we, we always look at these scenarios like it's some crime show. I don't think Phoenix PD was phoning WWE headquarters unless they need unless there was somebody else from the company that they needed to like get a hold of for an interview purposes or there was somebody else involved or it happened on WWE property or whatever whatever else that might be that would involve the company. Mm -hmm. People commit crimes all the time that their bosses have no idea about. So here, uh, just take us for an example. Now, you, you, answering this show today, neither of us have committed any crimes. I don't think any of us have committed any crimes ever. No, 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 I wasn't planning on oh, it. You weren't planning on it, okay, but good. I might, I might assault you at some point. Okay, just so, physically. So just, if you, just beat, just if, beat you if, up. if you or I left the office and committed a crime, correct, and th this office wasn't the crime scene, they're not telling our bosses. Like, yeah, like again, and yeah, if if I go, I don't know, steal Tide Pods from. Oh, you're that what you're channeling your inner from millennial fry, there. yeah, from from the local fries, and I get you know get caught in, maybe they bring me downtown for petty theft, and I get released. Odds are nobody at work is going to know unless they happen to stumble upon the, the website that puts everybody's mugshots out there. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're not going to necessarily know. Which is which again is how we learned about what happened with Rich Schwann and also what happened with the uh, Jimmy or Jay Uso. I always forget Jay Uso. Jay Uso. So the only way we found out about those is we saw their mugshots on those mugshot websites. Yes. That's it. If that didn't happen, WWE may not have known those things occurred. And for this case, he might not have ever been arrested. For this, this is an investigation. A lot of times, when these things happen, they don't make an arrest until they are pretty sure they have a strong enough case and, to do so. And the other important factor is this investigation is ongoing. Yes, it's not closed yet. They have not ended their investigation and are ready to, to file charges or make an arrest. They are still investigating this up to this day. So maybe it wasn't at the level where they they wanted to inform WWE. Look, the look, the police department and law enforcement they keep the people in the know that need to be in the and know. They also, they don't care that he's on TV. They don't care that he's the cruiserweight champ. They don't care. That does, that does not factor no. in their decisions at all. They are going to make a move when they feel they're going to make a move. So, yeah, to, I say all this to say it is believable that WWE might not have known until this weekend and when they decided to suspend him. It's very possible they did not know. Yes. But if they did... And they knew this was a possibility. And not only did you not have any sort of discipline, but you gave them that you gave that person a run with your cruiserweight championship. There's other things get to be called into question, right? Beyond what happened with Enzo. Now, now, now this, this is company specifically now because right. there, there are two different prongs here. There's the Enzo Mori prong, which 
Again, I think that's going to play itself out in the legal system. As do I. Because this, because if true, he's being accused of a of a serious crime. Yes. All right. What WWE did, let's say, if all this was true and they knew about it the second it happened, what they did wasn't a crime. It's an ethical issue. So I mean, we're, we're, it's there, a PR there, there, issue. There are as two well. different prongs to this mm-hmm. argument. Right. Uh, again, I'm not going to speculate on it any further. I don't. Again, we will know all this other information when it happens. I'm not surprised he's released. I'm not surprised that because of the crime in question, that specifically in the climate we live in today, correct. You just look at what is going on in Hollywood and in Washington with politicians. This is a situation that nobody is taking lightly anymore. And while stuff may have happened in the past or whatnot. People, companies, businesses are taking this more seriously than they ever have before. So the WWE said, you know what? Not going to even entertain the idea of holding on to Enzo, you know, innocent until proven guilty. We we don't want that. Enzo, you're released. You know, we'll go our separate ways. And that was the decision they ultimately came to today when they released him. Now, they did suspend him. Now, what I will say is the the question that i have and and maybe they do maybe they don't but to go from suspending him to releasing him within a day did they learn something within the last 24 hours that that hasn't been given to the public yet it's possible but typically with these situations your first thing you do is you suspend somebody without pay and then you figure out what you're going to do from there so uh, there there's a very strong possibility nothing changed between the suspension and now and then Although, just suspended him, and then last night ultimately made the decision, they, or this morning made the decision, yeah, you know I mean, what, we'll just release him. We've seen that a lot, where, okay, we, we need to do something immediately, you're suspended without pay, we'll deal with this tomorrow, the next day, next week, you're just, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And then they figure out what to do. And again, especially given the event they were putting on yesterday, I'm not surprised that they maybe wait until Tuesday morning to kind of let the dust settle and let, let's solve and make, this issue and make, a, and, yeah, make a decision. So Enzo Amore released uh, by the WWE. Uh, again, this is a very serious allegation that's being thrown his way, so I don't want that. I want it to be made very clear on this podcast of how serious an, an implication and an allegation that this is. Uh, but let's now talk about the, the WWE side of this now. Enzo Amore was their Cruiserweight champion. They did release him. So now they have a title that's just vacant and nobody is holding that belt. They were supposed to have a Cruiserweight Championship match this Sunday between Enzo Amore and Cedric Alexander. They have a show tonight. 205 Live is, is going on tonight after the Mixed Match Challenge. So, Jamie, what... what look, it's five days till the Rumble. I, I mean, the Cruiserweight title in 205 Live has so little momentum, it doesn't matter. Like, but they're going to do something, right? They'll do something with it. Okay. I don't know what they're going to do with it right now. I honestly I don't care, to be quite frank. No, I don't care either. Uh, this, uh, again understanding the difficult pivot of what we just talked about to, to the wrestling side of things. Right. This title has been a disaster for them. It's just been an utter disaster for people leaving the company, uh, being involved or allegedly involved in criminal activity. It, this, it's just been a complete and utter disaster. I mean, look, Rich Swann... Who's the only person to hold that title that hasn't been either... hasn't quit the company... Or been accused of, or was involved in a crime. Is it TJP? Is that it? Kalisto. Kalisto and TJP. The Brian, the Brian Kendrick. That's I forgot. I forgot the Brian Kendrick. They gave it to him. Akira Tozawa. Boy, they moved that title around a lot more than I thought they did. Yeah, Akira Tozawa. But look to your point. Neville. Neville left the company. Rich Swan currently suspended from WWE. Currently suspended. He is being, I believe, he's being investigated for criminal activity. Yeah, he was arrested. He was arrested. That's police. That, yeah, they're they're investigating him. Uh, and then now the Austin Aries is gone from right. the company. And the situation with Enzo. Enzo. I well, mean, now he's been released. So, it, yeah, that title has not uh, it has brought them a lot, of, a lot of problems and a lot of trouble. 
Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. So wanted to start with that breaking news of Enzo Amore getting released. I don't know how to... I, I'm... Jamie, the one thing you will give me credit for is I'm pretty good at this job of talking words into microphones. The one thing I don't know how to do is pivot from a situation like that to trying to discuss something fun like Raw last night. It, it's it's difficult. And again, it, I, I always say, look, you have to understand when we do a type of show like this, we're going to talk about these these bigger issues. Mm-hmm. It's it's never an easy pivot. We're not no. making light of the scenario. No, 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 but not at all. there's nothing else that we can add to the conversation. We were not there. We are not lawyers. Uh, all I hope is that the truth comes out one way or the other. Correct. And whatever that truth leads to, it leads to what it needs to. Right. That's all I can say about that. Right. And and from anything from, else would be irresponsible of me right. to say. And from from a facts perspective, well, all we know at this point is Enzo Amore was released by WWE, and that there is an investigation ongoing into an incident back in October involving Enzo. That's it. That's all we know. I mean, that's literally it at this point. So, all right, let's talk about Raw twenty five, uh, the twenty fifth anniversary of Monday Night Raw. And Jamie, I gotta tell you. A lot of people are angry about this show. A lot of people yeah. are angry. And you know what? Can I start by making them even more angry? Am I, am I allowed? Do you give me permission to yes. do that? Okay. To those of you that spent, I don't know, $300, $400, $500 to buy tickets for the Manhattan Center to be a part of Raw 25, to, to see what was going to occur at the Manhattan Center, for those of you that are complaining and are asking for refunds of the Manhattan Center for what you got on... Uh, this show. Let me just tell you this. One, you got The Undertaker. You got D-Generation X. You got The Balor Club. The Miz showed up afterwards. Seth Rollins showed up afterwards. I would argue that you got the bigger attractions, minus Stone Cold, than the Barclays Center did. Ric Flair was there too. Ric Flair showed up as well. You probably got the bigger attractions, minus Stone Cold, than the Barclays Center did. And I get it. You wanted more and the two-location thing was a disaster from the get-go. You, you just knew right off the bat when they kicked off the show that it was going to be a train wreck. It was going to be a disaster. And it was. It was a mess. It was a nightmare all, all night long. It, it just it did not work. And I, and, and I get it. I get why some people are upset. But, you, you know, look, you paid for it. You spent that money. And I thought you got a lot. You got DX. You got The Undertaker. You got a match between Bray Wyatt and, and Matt Hardy, which we'll get into uh, so I didn't understand all that. And by the way, a lot of people who were there were having a good time and cheering. So I get why they were complaining, but they also seemed to be having a good time when, when, when stuff did show up. Jamie, let's start from the top. Shane, Stephanie McMahon in the ring. They thank everybody for the 25th anniversary of, of Monday Night Raw. And they, you know, they're like, hey, we couldn't do this without one person. There's one person that made it all possible. Vince. Vince, you know, makes his patented walk to the ring, gets into the ring. And uh, by the way, the crowd started chanting, thank you, Vince. Yeah. Okay? And he said, don't you start with that. Yeah, he, he literally, I am, yeah. I am almost positive he thought they were chanting CM Punk at him. Because did you see what happened? Well, well Stephanie, Stephanie made, cut in yeah. and said, no, they're chanting. She said, I know your hearing is going away lately, but they were chanting, thank you, Vince. I think he thought they were going to chant or CM Punk Or something else, yeah. Or something at him, and he you know, wanted them to shut up, and he said, don't you start with that, because they were chanting, thank you, Vince. Now, he could have played it off as he doesn't want the thanks, because I, I do know he doesn't like stuff like this. I've heard a lot of people talk about he doesn't like all this kind of you know big pop and circumstance for him. Yeah. Um, and he kind of cut he kind of tied that into his promo, and then he went off about how you know he, you know I didn't need any of you. I did it. I'm the one in charge. And and Jamie, I just I knew. Well, I knew. Well, I knew it? as soon as he started cutting that promo, yeah. what was going to occur. 
yet that glass broke. That place went nuts. I jumped off the couch. I it was it was awesome. I to was see sitting there as she was like, I was only me. It was nobody else. I was like, yeah. I went okay. Austin's for and, that, and that's what we kind of fantasy booked. Also, yep. we fantasy booked him studying both Shane and Vince in the same ring, which yeah. is exactly what ended up happening yeah. there. Uh, it was great. That was exactly what it needed to be. That was everything that needed to be. Unfortunately, it went downhill pretty quickly from there, but it was an awesome opening. By the way, that was goofy Shane and Stephanie. Did you notice that after Vince didn't want the plaque, Shane was trying to hand the plaque off to Stephanie, and Stephanie yeah. was backing away from Shane. She didn't want the plaque. I love that. I love that interaction. Everything about that whole opening segment, awesome. It was mahogany. Yes, it was Mahogany. I love, I love like that, like the the meek Stephanie McMahon. Well, the GoFundMe didn't raise that much money. Right again, goofy so Stephanie funny. McMahon is awesome, and I love it. It was so it was great. funny. Uh, and then you know Austin comes down. I'm, he didn't cut a promo, which was a little disappointed in, probably because they would have to censor the whole thing. Yeah. But he stuns all. He stuns Shane twice. He stuns McMahon. He, by the way, he's lost a step. Because he dropped some of those beers that got thrown his way. Yeah. And it was... Well, he doesn't have his normal beer throw. I know, but he missed a couple of them, and I thought they were pretty good throws. So I was a little disappointed in that. He uh, drinks some beer, and he gets out of there. And then, Jamie, you're right. From this moment on, it just the show just spiraled fast. out of control. And then they literally went to this eight-woman tag match that completely slowed everything to a halt. That uh, Two commercial breaks, by the way, for that match. Two yeah. commercial breaks in that match. And then it ends with Asuka turning on all of her partners and throwing them all over the top That was rope. nice. I like that. Uh, and then She's not winning the Rumble now. And I think this means Ronda's winning the Rumble. Ronda's in the match and she's winning it. I know. she's Didn't, didn't Cage Side Seats or somebody today post an article like, oh, Ronda's going to win this now, isn't she? And I quote tweeted and said, yes, yes, yeah. she is. Yes. She's the odds-on favorite still. And, and, and I know it doesn't mean a whole lot, but you never let the Rumble winner stand tall. Yeah, I mean, I, I always caution against... Always using that logic of whoever's standing tall at the end of the Raw or SmackDown before pay-per-view isn't going to be. But it happens more often than not. And Oscar was standing tall. Braun Strowman was standing tall. And I don't think either of them are winning their respective matches. I, yeah, I don't know what that means for 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 that for that for the women's rumble. I have no yeah, idea. I, I have, I'm again, perplexed. If Ronda's in it, she is winning. Uh, we get a backstage match. Uh, Angle's talking. A uh, backstage uh, segment. Excuse me. Angle's talking to officials, saying there can't be any incidents tonight with Braun. Yet he invited all three members to be on the show live. His mistake. Uh, coach walks in, and this is where the, the Rock would have been perfect if you would have had the Rock. Yeah. Uh, the coach enters the office, says, "You know, it's been great to see how many to see all of his old friends." Harvey Whippleman, the Brooklyn Brawler, enter next. They have a little bit of a back and forth. Then Teddy Long enters. Then Brother Love enters. And then the Boogeyman comes in. And this is, you described this well. This is the get all the random gimmicks in one yeah. segment and have fun. And it was great. I love this. this it's was perfectly great. fine. Take five, six minutes. Get it all out of the way. Uh, then they go to the Manhattan Center. And then Undertaker shows up and doesn't get the lights turned out. Which yeah. I didn't, which was fine in the beginning. Up until the part where Bray Wyatt got his lights turned out. So And I was like, wait a minute, what, what's going on there? So Taker comes out, and then he cuts, uh, Howard Finkel introduces him. Uh, he, he cuts a promo saying the carnage, you know, began on this sacred ground of evil 25 years ago. And, you know, he's been digging holes. He didn't say he's been taking souls. I thought that was a cliche. Yeah, gotten I was, that in I was the a promo. I was a little disappointed. Said, look, I have, you know, uh, you know uh, Austin fell to the Reaper, Foley fell to the Reaper, Kane fell to the Reaper. And, and right as he was doing this, I'm thinking, there's the Cena spot. Cena's going to interrupt him. I'm thinking, okay, I've beaten this guy, I've beaten this yeah. guy, I've beat, beat everybody, I'm good, guys, I'm out. And then he goes, and now on this round, he declares, for all those have fallen, to rest in peace, and then he left. 
And then I turned, and at this point, I was, I was alone by myself at my house. My girlfriend was not home yet. But I turned and out loud said, what did I just watch? What was that promo? I have no idea what that meant. And Jamie, for at least the next couple of days, your dream of John Cena winning the Royal Rumble can stay alive. It can. Because they gave no implications on this show that they were doing Cena Undertaker. No, because we later see that it looks like Elias, we'll talk about this more later, but Elias is in Joe's spot now for Cena Joe. For, for now. For now. And I think it's a good spot for Elias to be yeah, in. Yeah, until John Cena wins the Rumble. Uh, the APA, they have their hangout. Uh, Heath, Slater, and Reiner are playing poker. Uh, Heath loses his hand. Someone knocks on the door and throws down a wad of $100 bills. And I, and I literally went, oh, it's the Million Dollar Man. And they cut and it's the Million Dollar Man, and it was awesome. Uh, then we do this weird segment where we let all of the uh, former general managers out. Yeah. Uh, this, there was, there's, there's they only, had two of these. They had the two, right. like, leading to get everybody on the show. The, the only Same. problem I have is, look, you want to show William Regal, John Laurinaitis, Teddy Long, that's fine. Eric Bischoff deserved better than that. By the way, Eric Bischoff, the pop that Bischoff got yeah, people in love, New York. People love Eric Bischoff. I love Eric Bischoff. I'm a, I'm a Bischoff. I like Bischoff, too. Okay. But, no, I like him. I thought he had the biggest pop of the night that wasn't Austin up to that point. And then, yeah, well, then Brian came out. Players went nuts for Brian. And then and then right afterward, Daniel Bryan came out. And then The Miz came out, and then The Miz and Daniel Bryan had a bit of a stare down, which I thought was very interesting. Also, I'm going to get your hope up some more here. You ready for this? Brian came out, and you know what the first thing I noticed was? He's growing his hair out. Oh, you're, you're, you're in full tinfoil hat mode now. I'm just you're saying, full I saw hat. him last night at the show, and I said, he's growing his hair. The first thing I saw was, man, he's growing his hair out. Now, I just want you to know that me and good friend of the show, Blaine, are putting together the list of the other 16 entrants in the Royal Rumble. I got to tell you, Jamie, it's a little difficult. I think there's, I actually need more spots than 16. I thought 16 was a lot. 16's not enough. I need more spots in the Royal Rumble. I need a 50-man Royal Rumble. No. Okay. They did the 40-man one, and that was bad. Uh, Jeff Hardy was on this show, Jamie. He, he joined the he poker was, game. He was. I was right, just not in the match. He joined the <laughs> poker game. The Usos joined the poker game. Uh, they have that back and forth. We had the Intercontinental title match. We did. Where the Miz wins the Intercontinental Championship. And, of course, the moment that match ended, the conspiracy theories ran wild on the internet about Roman yeah, Reigns. Yeah, no. It was just, they, they had to get that belt off. We talked about that for weeks. absolutely loved the finish of this match where something that happened earlier in the match that we didn't see, that yes, commentary that we, didn't mention. That's the thing that we didn't see. It wasn't that we set up the table and we'll come back to it in 20 minutes. No, we didn't see it. We didn't see him do that. But WWE made sure that they had a camera catch it so they could go to the replay later. Yes. And then it had an impact on the match. That was a yes. cool and it finish. And it protects Roman a bit. Everybody wins in that. Miz is the champion, who, by the way, was the babyface in that match. Yeah, of course he was. Um, then we get the Peep Show. I'm a huge Christian guy. Yeah, I like Christian as well. But yeah, Peep Show. The Peep Show, uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Uh, poor Jason Jordan. Couldn't get through this promo. He got just yeah, booted dude, every... I told you, he, he would be great winning the Rumble, too, in that scenario we booked. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus come out. They cut a promo. They get the crowd to start chanting, you suck at Jason Jordan, which was awesome. Uh, they start a brawl, at least Jason Jordan does, and then it, and Seth ends up attacking Jordan on accident, and you certainly can see what seeds they're planting for that Dissension. tag match. The uh, Shield. On Shield 3.0 uh, for this match on... Sunday. Uh, Alexa Bliss interviewed uh, says, I'll be the champion by the time WrestleMania comes around. Charlotte interrupts and says, look, you, to beat the woman, you got to beat the woman, you know, quoting her dad. Yeah. And then she's like, look, you can even ask him. And I didn't know he was going to be there. I don't think he was listed. 
I he, can't remember if it was. I just he, kind of assumed. He might have been, but I forgot. And he comes in. Always love seeing Rick. Rick's I great. Do. Although Rick's like poke of Alexa's shoulder like four times is very awkward. Just poke. Well, and then one at, finger just poke. And then at the end, he does this patented, you know, just tap his arms a whole bunch. And he does the woo. That's the only time I'm okay with the microphone over-modulating is yes. on a big woo chant. That's the, cool yeah, the double woo. Yeah. Uh, now, now they cut back to the poker game. Natalia and Titus worldwide have joined the poker game. This was a great segment. I enjoyed this. Yeah. It was fun. Because it progressively got worse for Heath Slater. And then he finally made a big hand and he lost at the end. Uh, then they do all the women's segments. Uh, they, they bring out all the women. You know, you had the Bellas, Maurice, Kelly Kelly, Lillian Garcia, Jacqueline, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, uh, Terry Runnels, Maria Canellis, and Trish Addison. And Jamie, all I could think about while watching the segment was, man, Trish could still go. She could probably be yep. in the match. Uh, Tori Wilson and Kelly Kelly could all be put in that match. And it, they, would, they wouldn't look out of place. Well, they might be. And I got a text message. <laughs> I say they, they very well might be. I got a text message. Kelly from, Kelly's in the Royal Rumble. Like from a buddy who said, what, no Beth Phoenix? And I said, no, you got to keep that surprise for the Rumble. Yeah, they, yeah that's, I'm happy that not every single, but I think Lita's going to be in the Rumble too. Yeah, and I think that's and one of the again, so I, I'm she's happy. Keeping up the, if, she, if so, she's keeping up the kayfabe on Twitter because she said that she wasn't on the guest list for Raw 25. She tweeted it. Uh, so that would be her keeping that, up. I would find that odd. I know. So, so I, I think that's a work. Uh, Chris Jericho is on this show. With an Alpha Club shirt. In an Alpha Club shirt. Uh, and That's th probably just to poke fun at Vince because Vince didn't want him. He said Vince didn't want him to use Alpha Club. He said that was stupid. I then named this company Alpha Entertainment. <laughs> I am I am all here for this was everything I wanted in a Chris Jericho segment. He sings a song, he puts Elias on the list, calls him a stupid idiot, it was done. Perfect. By the way, there's a video from the, the, the Raw Fallout. It's Mike Rome, uh Tom Phillips, uh Kathy Kelly, and somebody else. And Jericho puts them all on the list. He puts them all it is uh, it is literally quintessential Chris Jericho. It was awesome. Elias comes out, you know, says, who wants to walk with Elias? And then he does the whole what WWE stands for. Place went nuts for this. Yeah, they, 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 they chanted with him, walk with Elias. Uh, chanted with him. He didn't say a word. They oh, yeah. chanted it for him. Uh, he called out Cena. Called out The Rock, which I thought, if this was where we were going to get The Rock, we were going to get yeah, it here. Have, for a half second, I went, oh. Then Cena comes out, and then they have a back and forth. Uh, Elias grabs his guitar, hits Cena with it. and you know, uh, The New Day joins the poker game. Everybody goes all in. Dana Brooke figures out that Slater has been cheating. Uh, I love the fact that as they were leaving the ring to start their fight, they left through the door. Left through the door and slammed the door. and then Because that's, that's the old gimmick, which is great. They close our door. Uh, so that was awesome. Mark Henry's backstage, uh, with, and he finds the Godfather. Yes. Uh, the Godfather's all grown up now. He is. Which, which was a cool segment. I mean, relatively. I mean, he owns a strip club in Vegas, but... Uh, He's grown up as you could be with that. So they talk about Mark being sexual chocolate, which mm -hmm. they flirted with the TV 14 on this show a lot. Well, particularly in the final 90 minutes. Did you see with, with Cena, with, with Cena's promo when he yeah. came out, they were chanting a certain word that I'm not going to say on this podcast yes. at the security guard who took away the beach ball. Yes. And John Cena was like, Big Apple, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. We got to keep it PG. And he was being all funny with the crowd. Uh, then Styles does an interview. And, and it, look, he was like, I, I don't. Uh, who was doing the interview? Gene Oakland. No, 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 no. You see, you're going to spoil it. Who was originally doing the interview? I just And he cut uh, off to bring Mean Gene It was uh, Charlie. Charlie Caruso. Was it Charlie Caruso? Yeah. So it was Charlie. He was like, you know, sorry, Charlie, but, you know, I got somebody special to do this interview. It's Mean Gene. Uh, AJ did a full Hulk Hogan impression, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Uh, that's more, like, <laughs> and, a, and mean, that's more like, like a savage I just did. And Mean like. Gene had, like, a quick flashback, and he, like, panicked. Uh, and then AJ cut a promo, which, by the way, you... 
this felt like we needed to get AJ on the show because we brought him over here. Yeah. So we'll have him cut a promo that he could have very easily cut tomorrow. Yeah, I thought there would be more involvement from AJ just on the show other than just having him Specifically cut Specifically in what occurred next at the Manhattan Center. DX comes out, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Oh, by the way, hot take for everybody, I'm done with the DX reunions every so often when it's the same thing every time. Sean did the same gimmick he did at Raw 1000 yes. here, where he was out of breath. He was like, oh, I can't do this anymore. Like, he did the same gimmick at Raw 1000. Yeah. Uh, so then Sean and Triple H come out first. They do, you know, look. They do, uh, uh, they do a spot. They talk about everything. They, China reference, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not shocked that they mentioned China. I just thought it was interesting that yeah. they mentioned her. Um, Rick Rude, yeah. Rick Rude they mentioned as well. Uh, and then they said, look, we, we, you know, we didn't come alone. Then the, the New Age Outlaws came out. Uh, they did their shtick. They said, look, we didn't come alone. X-Pac came out. They were chanting one, two, three, kid at him. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, wait, you can't have a reunion. That might have been the first ever one, two, three chant I've heard in ever. Yeah. So he is like, you know, you can't have a reunion without this guy. And they all do the two sweet towards the, the ramp. Yeah. Razor Ramon comes out. Then USA cuts to the worst commercial break of all time. How do you interrupt Razor I, Ramon's I entrance? I blown away. And as uh, somebody put on Twitter, this is one of the few legends on that show that people really kind of want to see. I love Razor Ramon. And you go to commercial during his entrance. He comes back, does the AO. Yep. Throws the toothpick at the Revival later on. He, he did this whole gimmick. Then they're getting together, and they're all ready to do the Too Sweet. Balor Club's music hits. Place goes nuts for that. Yeah. And then they have a bit of a standoff, and you're thinking, wow, they're going to be, you know, they're going to fight. Nope, Triple H puts up the Too Sweet, and they all get together. They do the Too Sweet. Revival come out. They have a back and forth. They have a match. And poor Revival. I, Jamie, I thought for sure the Revival were going to be saved because of what they did to Heath Slater earlier on. When Heath Slater got put through the yeah. table, and the, and the Dudley Boys beat him up, which the Dudley Boys I don't think were advertised for the show, were they? No, they weren't, but I, again, I would... In New York. Fair enough. Devon's already there. Right. Uh, so then um, they had the shortest tag match of all time. Uh, the uh, Gallows and Anderson pick up the win. Uh, I thought JR and, Jim Ra- uh, J- JR and Jerry Lawler were okay on commentary. I mean, look, that's a tough spot there just for wasn't them. A, there wasn't a lot for them to call. Like, like, how, many, two how, how many minutes of wrestling was on the Manhattan How show? long was the Bray Wyatt-Matt Hardy match, which we haven't even discussed six, yet? Six, seven minutes. By the way, why did they do that match? We'll talk about that in a second, okay. but like six or seven minutes. I mean, there, there couldn't there kind of be less than 30 minutes of actual wrestling, bell-to-bell wrestling on the Manhattan Center show. So, like, you don't really get into a rhythm. Yeah, so they get the they, they do the match, and then afterwards, both members of the Revival take a bunch of moves. Balor hits the coup de grace. They go off with a big old two-sweet, all about that. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Before we do that, okay. uh, do you think, because I've seen this, suggest, do you think that this is in any way uh, a more public showing of support from Triple H to Finn Balor? I hope so. And did you notice what he did at one point? He took Balor over the ropes by himself and yeah. raised Finn's hand. I hope that's what it is. I hope Triple H kind of went into a business for himself there and put Finn over. A little Finn bit over. of like, hey, I, you know, I... This is my guy. There, there's been some, some rough patches, but this is my this guy. This is my guy. Right. I hope so. Because Finn can be the guy, specifically with the Balor Club behind him. Oh, by the way, I didn't even mention this. At, during the poker game, the final hand, everybody said they were all in. And yes. I did they clear that with Cody? Did they did they call him up and say, "Hey, we're all in. We're going to be in the show"? Because I don't because I don't think you would want them on the show. That's WWE talent. It's not the point of the show. Point of the show, yeah, you're right. Specifically, all the guys that were there, I don't think any of them would be big draws yeah. anyway. Maybe not the new day. Anymore. The new day were on the show, so that probably well, new day, but. But they said that they were all in. I thought that was – I was shocked as to why they would say such a thing. Uh, okay, let's go back to Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Why do they do this? I think 
My running theory okay. is they did this because they need Matt Hardy's character to break more. I think they're looking for a, and I use this word very carefully, given the gimmick, a logical reason that his that he could take the next step in his woken brokenness. So that you think, because lo losing what's brought him to this point in the first place, and, and I, I think, think that's one of the problems people have, is he lost and got broken, so you thought that would make him better, and he would be able to beat Bray, but now he lost again to him. That, but that's what I think. So if you're trying to tell a story of somebody slowly becoming insane, they're not going to slowly become insane by winning. They could slowly go, become power hungry. Okay. But you don't slowly become insane by accomplishing your goal. So you're applying a logic here. But I think that's what they're going to do. I think that's what they're doing here is that they're trying. This is their point to say, okay, one, if we, we do this, we can now make him a little bit more broken. Maybe we're introducing Vanguard 1 or Senior Benjamin. Or Rabbi Sky, or something. King Maxwell? Need King Maxwell. I doubt that he is going to be on many shows. Because um, the, the travel's a little bit different in WWE than it is in TNA. Let's be, let's be real here. But I think they're going to lead us down that path. And I think the reason why this was unannounced was, do you want to build up a huge pay-per-view match and then have Hardy lose? It's probably better to have these things one-off and push that huge match down the road a little bit if you're going to use this to break his character further. If they if they use this to break his character further, then it's fine. If they just did it to do it, that's going to be the problem. That's yeah, where the problem. I, I feel like they I feel like they did this for a reason. Okay. They could have easily not had any of either Wyatt or Hardy on this show. That's just true. Um, anything else that I missed before we talk about the main event segment, which I have about 16 problems with? Anything else you want to discuss before I get into that? I'm trying to think. Not really. Okay. Uh, I thought the crowd was. For the situation that the crowd was in, I thought they did a good. It job. was it was tough. It was a tough. It was equally as tough as we thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. It was you were probably had a better call on that than I did. I thought the Manhattan Center show would have been a little bit better done, but basically based on the video I saw going around social media late in the show, they, they were, were not, not happy. very happy. No, they uh, that were was not. obviously pre the DX segment. I'm not sure. What, see, I'm not sure what was promised. See, that's that's part of the problem when I see those things. I don't know what their. I don't know where there was a line between people expected too much or people were told too much. And I think it's more the former than the latter. So I don't know. Uh, but obviously the environment was cool to see in the Manhattan Center with, you know, with the old graphics, the old ring, the old entrance, the, the siren. I mean, honestly, I, I, I liked seeing that again for in, this type of show. In hindsight, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. in hindsight, look, they found themselves in a tough spot. They had to balance go-home show for Royal Rumble with this celebration. They could have done this last week. They could have done this last week. Yeah, that's the thing. This wasn't the date of their 25th no. anniversary. Technically, last week's show was closer to the date right. of so their 25th Right, so here's what I would have done. What if you just made that entire Raw, and look, you're going to lose money on tickets, but make that entire Raw for the Manhattan Center. I understand why they didn't do that, because they would have they lost so much money. But just it's not just tickets, it's how much it costs to produce there, like... But to me, and again, I don't know what else was going on. And again, you have to do other stuff. But I thought they might be just, you just do the show from MSG. That's fine too. Or I don't any know, maybe other there was place. a Knicks game or Rangers. I, I get it. I, I, don't look, I didn't look their schedule. It's a two, on a Monday, there's a good chance it was a Knicks or, Knicks or Rangers. But we'll see. Uh, I, I, I did think it was a little let me, odd. Let me, let me look here for you. 
I don't feel though. I don't feel like I'm any less excited for the Rumble though. I don't feel like I was left wanting. No, more. but I feel for, like I got just enough Rumble no, stuff but to, for, be, to satiate no, my No, I habit. don't want monosodium glutamate. I want Madison Square Garden. Google. Mono. mono That's what MSG stands so, for. Uh, the, you know, in your, oh the yeah. stuff that they tell you is not in right. Not in like I wanted Madison Square foods. Garden. Oh my gosh. Jeez, I just wanted to look. Oh no, this site sucks. Don't buy tickets from MSG.com. Where's the calendar? Here Unless MSG uh, wants to sponsor I don't us. think MSG is ever going to sponsor this show. It's just a guess, though. Then please buy tickets. Um, so what do they have? Can I sue? So no, that's not going to help. You're, you're really bad at this. Oh, let me look up New York Knicks. What are you looking up? I'm looking for the Rangers okay. where you look up the Knicks. New York Knicks. This, this, is, this, is, this is great Well, radio. you know, hey, what, what, do you got, what do you got here? Uh, I don't think they play because they play today. No, the Rangers played. Uh, they played. No, the the Knicks played Sunday. So in last LA. week they played Tuesday. So I'm, I'm looking for like last week. Oh, you're looking for last yeah. week. What was last week? So it would have been the fifteenth. The Knicks played in Brooklyn. They played the Barclays Center. Okay, so yeah, so that so I, it was presumably open, unless there was like a Billy Joel concert or something, or like Disney on Ice, or something. But I think the problem was this was supposed to be. By the way, where are my big announcements, Sean? Oh, yeah, it was literally negative big announcements. You had no big announcements. No Taker Cena thing. Nothing. You had nothing. Sean's a big liar. You had this show hyped up to be this big spectacle, right? Raw 25, right? This big deal. First of all, Raw 1000, much better. Oh, not even. It's not even a conversation. And I enjoyed a lot of this show, but a lot of the other parts of it were bad. And to your point, Jimmy, there was a big run over on this show. They went about 14, 15 minutes over. Uh, yeah, with they the didn't last quite hit segment. the 37 that I thought they were going for. But... Can we talk about the last segment here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So Kurt Angle comes down, followed by what has to be described as the worst group of security guards of all time. You bring down legends. And I don't mean to talk bad about legends, but they're old. And by the way, I mean, you're probably going to get this next. If they were supposed to be there to avoid conflict, why did they leave the ring the second there was conflict? Okay, that's another reason. Two, what was Angle's intent? Because Angle earlier said, we can't let anything happen. Yet he invites all three down to the ring. At the same time. What is he, what did he, has he watched, Stupid. has he watched his television? Did he see what Braun Strowman did on television last week? Destroyed Michael Cole. Ate chocolate cake from, from some guy who was holding a cake. Threw Kurt Hawkins through a table. Who, by the way, got the unlucky draw of being in the same building as Braun yeah, Strowman. Yeah, he was very nervous about that. Uh... So Kane, so Strowman comes out. Then they they, they form a, a a big wall of people to to uh, distract him or separate him from Kane, who comes out. Then Heyman comes out, cuts his big promo. Then Lesnar comes out, literally throws the belt at Heyman, then runs at Braun Strowman and delivers the biggest clothesline I think I've ever seen. Yeah, took Strowman's head off. Then he gets into the ring, delivers an F five to Kane, who rolls out of the ring, never to be seen again. Strowman goes on a war path on Lesnar, picks him up, power slams him through the announce table, which the table almost didn't break. And then the show goes off the air with Strowman standing tall. What was Kurt Angle's intention with that segment? No idea. Earlier in the show, he said, I don't want any issues. Then he closed the show by inviting all three men out to the ring. Now, Braun Strowman stood tall, and Kane looked like a, a schmuck in this match. No, he's a machine. He looked like the guy that's taking the pin. That's yeah, the, that's, that's the only reason he's in this match. 
I will say, for all the good build that this has had with grappling hooks and Strowman going on warpaths, throwing security guards around, I did not enjoy the, the go-home nature. But to my credit, Jamie, this show did end in a brawl and not a match. It did. I was perfectly fine with that ending. I, I like Braun Strowman beating up everybody because he's going to not be involved in the finish on Sunday. Uh, and I'm cool with it. SmackDown Live tonight. Oh, by the way, final grade for Raw 25. Uh, okay, so... I'm struggling with this one because my expectations were extremely high. Okay. So I'm trying to think of, like, if I was grading this on the normal Raw scale, like this is a normal Raw show, not built up for weeks, this would be a low A+. But because of the expectations for the show, the build for it, the announcement, the number of weeks, the length, I'm going to give it a B. Okay, I'm going to give it a C+. Plus. Uh, can I give you an Enzo Amore update that we got just while we were on the air? Yes. This is from David uh, Bixenspan, who writes, who covers wrestling for Deadspin. I'm sure you, you are familiar mm -hmm. with it. Maybe some of our listeners aren't. This he tweeted literally 10 minutes ago. I just saw it now. Per the Phoenix Police Department, there have been no change in the status of Enzo Amore. They use his real name here. Uh, the, uh, the Enzo Amore case since yesterday. This plus WWE pivoting from suspension to firing suggests that not telling WWE he was being investigated was indeed the catalyst for the firing. So a little bit of conjecture there by Bixenspan, but Correct. the main story being that the, that nothing has changed in the status of that case. Correct. So uh, again, so it, as in as in to say nothing new has come up. That was a theory that I threw out there a little bit earlier. Yeah, no, no, and, and that makes that makes sense to me. So so that is a little bit of a little bit of the, the update here for you. Uh, SmackDown tonight. Uh, what do you what do you want on this show? This is this Cammy. is going to be a true go home show. Team Cammy. That's Team what you Cammy. want. Uh, well, no, I, I'm actually going to take a page from your book, and wow. what you people can read on frsslam.com. Wow. On five questions you gimmick. have for SmackDown Live tonight. By the way, very tough to come up with five questions. I want to see, okay, we've basically been in neutral on Shane versus Brian for most of the last two episodes of SmackDown. Mm -hmm. A complete last episode. They acted all fine on the last episode. So I want to see what this progression is going to be. And I know you're going to be watching very closely to see, I don't know, how much hair Daniel Bryan has grown since last night. Uh, Ty Dillinger has entered the Royal Rumble. He just tweeted out a video. So you add him to the list. You're up to 15 now. Spoiler. He's going to be number 10? He's coming in at number 10. He better. He better come in at number 10. Um, so Roman announced his entrance into the Rumble last night. We're up to 15 now. 15 is the total number. You have 15 surprises left. It's almost half. By the way, I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises. No. Because a lot of the WWE guys that I've been trying to get on here, I keep going, oh, but I forgot about this guy. Mm -hmm. We did a list. We had no 205 Live guys on it. We were like, well, that's... Well, that, I mean... They're going to be 205 Live guys in that match. Are we sure? Who, I, who's going to be in that match? We put Jack Gallagher in the match. That was the one cruiserweight that we settled upon maybe, for the umbrella gimmick. Maybe. That was the, about it. That was the one we settled on. We had to even split up tag teams. Like We, we thought both Heath Slater and Rhino were going to be in the Rumble. Uh, there might have been neither in at this point. We, 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 took, we took Rhino out and said Slater's going to be in with Rhino kind of supporting him at ringside. We picked Luke Harper as the one bludgeon brother that's going to be in the Rumble. And we're still strapped. I mean, we do have Daniel Bryan as one of our entrants, so that may, that may skew things a little bit. We also have EC3 written down as well. We have some some EC3 is going to be in the wrong And I'm going to and I'm going to laugh at the lack of a pop he gets. And I cannot wait to to tell you that I was right and you were wrong. You get to live your dream out for a couple more days here. Jamie. You're going to be so wrong when I come in here Monday morning and Cena wins the Rumble and Derek he, Bateman gets a pop and it's going to be great. 
and Peyton Royce wins the Women's Royal Rumble. It's gonna be great. I'm you gonna don't come, have I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Peyton Royce. I'm gonna come in Hold here. Hold on, no, you don't have Peyton Royce. I know, but I've been I've been championing that Peyton Royce is gonna is is the oh, if somebody from NXT oh, is gonna win, it's gonna be Peyton Royce. I know, but you don't have. Oh, I forget we haven't done this at all this week. Um, I have to read you your. I don't even remember who I have anymore. So you, I'm gonna read you the list. And you I know, me. I know that my men's Rumble roster is awesome, and my women's Rumble roster is not as good as yours. No, it's the opposite. Your women's roster is oh, fantastic. Oh, that's right. Men's is awful. See, let's see how little I remembered. So here you go. Confidence level of a one to ten scale. Oscar, Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey, Bailey, Nikki Bella. So you got Ronda and Oscar. You're you're golden. Yeah, I, I, I'm in. That's awesome. A, that's shape. a ten. I, I, that, that's a fifteen out of yeah, ten. Yeah, you're good on that. Uh, by the way, for those who may not have been here when we did this draft, I have Becky, Sasha Banks, Beth Phoenix, Shayna Baszler, and Trish Stratus. Becky's gaining some momentum on on the books. On the books. <laughs> on the books. Uh, your men's roster, Cena, Styles, Balor, Strowman, Orton. Confidence level 1 to 10 here on a Tuesday after Raw 25 with SmackDown Live. Six and up. a half. Six and a half. I have Nakamura, Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Corbin, Jason Jordan. I'm at like an eight on that list. I have the odds on favorite. I have the golden boy of WWE. I have the surprise entrant in Daniel Bryan. I have Corbin, who's probably going to win and make everybody mad. And I have Jason Jordan, which is the greatest fantasy booking thing we've ever done on this show. Mixed match challenge tonight, Jamie Biggie and Carmella taking on The Miz and Asuka. Are you excited? I am. Uh, Asuka's winning. Uh, you uh, think so? Me. I should say. Asuka is winning. Oh, that's disappointing. No, I, I have, I have, I have. Did you see they cut it? Zero down. Did you see they cut another one of those promos they last did. night? Uh, they, those keep. I, I'm here for all of these mixed match challenge promos. They're really good. It's amazing what happens when people just try to be creative on their own. When you let, when Ryan Ward goes, hey, just do whatever you guys want. Wow, look at that. And it's short, like, you can be creative for 45, 60 second increments. You don't need them to cut a 20 minute promo. No, and, and, it, and it's working out very, very well. So, all right, any last thoughts here, Jamie? Before I get us out of here. Uh, well, happy Rusev Day before we oh, leave. Oh, that's it. Yes, happy Rusev Day to you as well. Uh, I'm just I'm looking at this a quick quick rundown of the SmackDown card before we leave everybody. It leaves a lot to be uh, desired, I'll be honest. Uh, Jey Uso uh, versus Chad Gable. Okay. Uh, Naomi versus Liv Morgan. Bobby Roode in the New Day versus Mahal and Rusev Day. Which is inaccurate. Rusev on Twitter said he's fighting the Ascension tonight. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just no, I know. but I'm, telling, this, I'm just I, telling you what the show is. Rusev on, on Twitter today said he was fighting the Ascension. Which would make sense based on the latest edition of the Fashion Files. It would, but the graphic that is, I'm staring at right now is not showing. Oh, yeah, that. because that graphic is just so truthful in the past. I'm just saying. So this show does not leave... <laughs> not a lot to not a lot It's to not like. going to be great. So that's, uh, that's what you can look forward to tonight on SmackDown. As always, the Mixed Match Challenge afterwards. Uh, well, should be good. Uh, I'm, in, I'm not watching SmackDown Live tonight. I'm not watching SmackDown Live Live tonight. I'm also not watching the Mixed Match Challenge live tonight, so no spoilers, Jamie, okay? Okay, Oscar wins. That's a spoiler. Okay, that's a spoiler, and, I, and I, um, I'm upset that you did that. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us. We are out of here. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.